Welcome to the Path of Revelation show. I'm your host, Gabriel Parker, and this is where the culture meets scripture. Listen, I have a great show today. I just decided to make this entire show the Who's on the Call, where I'm going to be sharing a phone conversation between myself and my brother, Cam. Cam is an amazing singer, worship singer for the Lord. He's done work with Reach Records in the past. He's working on a book right now, and he just released a new single titled Hiller. Let's hop into that single right now. You hear my prayers. Lord, I feel helpless. You see my tears That flow from my pain You listen to the righteous When we cry out to you I'll keep on trusting In the one who is true my body, healer of my soul, God of all power who makes all things whole. I need your mercy, I need your hand, you're a Who's on the call? 
Who's on the call? Who's on the call? Who's on the call? Who's on the call? Welcome to the new segment, Who's on the Call? Where the purpose of this segment is to stress the importance of having godly friends who will hold you accountable and challenge you. And so, in this segment, I'm going to be playing a phone conversation with my brother Cam where we talk about the state of the church, the importance of preaching the gospel, and how we define good as believers and how that differs from the world. So let's hop into the conversation now. Okay, so so what's good with you? How's everything today? It's good, man. It's good. I, actually, today, uh, to be honest, man, I recommit to um, memorizing scripture, man. I, I, um, I, I, I did it for a while, and it, it um, literally broke some strongholds in my life. Wow. And uh, I don't know why I stopped. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, I think it's just the sinful nature and, you know, distractions and, you know, um, just getting away from what I know I need to be doing in the Lord, you know? Right. Yeah, I think yeah. that that happens with me often, too. You know, I'm always telling other people how important it is to read the Word. And, uh-huh. and it's you know, we I think sometimes, you know, as believers, because we still are in our flesh and we are dealing with, you know, just putting up with this flesh. You know, I was uh, just reading, I was just reading uh, Romans seven and really studying that, and just to see how Paul talked about the war in his flesh and how you could tell it was tripping him out. Like, yo, it's really a war going on. And so yeah. it's funny, like when I when I find myself not reading like I should or meditating on the word like I should, I'm more cranky. Yeah. I'm more, you know, I'm just off, you know, and the moment yeah. I get back in the word and really start just praying and, and, and seeking God yeah. like I'm supposed to, things just yeah. go a lot smoother. I'm not tripping over things like I used to. And and uh-huh. and it's like. Yo, why did I stop? You know, why did right. I? Why, you you know, know, I made things harder for myself. <laughs> yeah, and I'm I'm starting back with Psalm one, um, and the funny thing about it is, it's the scripture that says, "Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, wow. or stands in the way of sinners, or sits in the seat of uh, scoffers." But um, it's the way to be blessed. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, it right. is, but his, his his delight is on the law of the Lord, and on his law, uh, he meditates day and night. Man. Man, that's what we want. We want the blessings of God, right? So, like, the, this, the first part of the Psalms is saying, if you really want that, if you want the blessings of God, and I'm not talking about material things. Right. I'm talking about knowing God and, and um, and being strengthened by him and, you know, the power of the Holy Spirit. And, you know, uh, that's the blessings that we, you know, Jesus himself, <laughs> you know, uh, right. that's the blessings that, that I think humanity desires, in a sense. Uh, when we see, you know, the wickedness in this world, and we see you know, the turmoil in this world, the, the, the hope is that there's something better, you know? Wow. Right. And you and you know what? That that's the key to being blessed. Like meditating on his word and and focusing on him. Like it's it's crazy because we're often taught that blessings start with material things and exterior things. And you know, I was talking with my wife, you know, she's a therapist. And this was like literally a conversation we just had yesterday. She was like, I, one, one, of the, one of my clients, you know, a young lady was just talking about how she has everything, how she has everything, but yet she still feels like there's a void. Like, 
you yeah. know, she has finances, she has a, a good career for herself. Um, you know, from what my wife was saying, she she's an attractive young lady, just young and things going for her, but yet she 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 feels like there's something missing. And when she said that, you know, my wife began to just share with her her testimony about Christ and how she was in a similar place and you know, Christ filled that void. That's what was missing. And, and so it's interesting, man, because unfortunately, I think in a lot of our churches, we, we, I, I had this thought this morning and you can tell me what you think about it. There is a difference between, between seeking God for what you think he can give you versus seeking him. And I think the problem with a lot of our churches in America in the Christian church is we teach people God through the lens of what he can give them and the expectations um, that they have. So I think, you know, in the church, man, we've made God to be a genie. You know, people people don't really have what I'm noticing is people don't really have a desire to learn the nature and character of God. They only want, they're more so interested in, God, what are you going to do for me versus what is your will and your plan for me? Because I want to worship you in spirit and in truth, and I want to know you with all my heart. Right, right. I think we're a lot more prosperity than we than we like to admit. Man. You know. Yeah. Because like, if, if God, if God... If God in his in his sovereign power chooses to not give us something that we truly desire, you know, instead of contentment, um, there is a lot of anger and, you know, a feeling of you don't love me like you're supposed to love me or even a feeling of I've done all of this and I deserve A, B, and C, you know? Right. And so, uh, so at the end of the day, the prize is Christ Himself, you know, and uh, that's uh, the believer really understands that is that the, the prize is to be in Christ and to be with Christ. And, right. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's 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 something that is. It, something that we have to get back to as Christians focusing on Christ. And if you hear some noise in the background, it's because they're doing my breaks. But but we we have to we have to get back to focusing on Jesus and who he is and the person of Christ. You know, I, I, I see people walking away from the faith all the time. And a lot of times it's because they never had a real foundation in God to begin with. They didn't know who he was to begin with. And, and, um, you know, people don't, people don't understand worshiping in the beauty of holiness and everything. God is amazing. God is beautiful. People, people are, we're looking at God as if he's a genie and everything. And so, you know, what I begin to think about is, how we define how we even define good as believers versus the world you know what i'm saying because i when when i look out into culture and the world when we when we even look at how the church esteems secular celebrities and celebrities in the world um I look at many of our heroes, many of our heroes are non-believers or non-Christians um, and how how we esteem them greatly uh, for yeah. the good for the good things or the perceived good things that they do. And it's like, you know, that's great. Like, I, OK, let me let me clarify what I'm saying. I think I don't think it's anything wrong with us as Christians recognizing that we're all made in the image of God. Um, Number two, I don't think it's anything wrong with us as Christians recognizing 
good or 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 positive things done by even non-Christians. Um, but even in that, I think we have to be clear on what we define as good from a biblical perspective. Yeah, yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? I, 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 yeah, I think the scriptures is is, is clear. Um, uh, when it says there's only one who is good. Right in and the story a, with the rich young ruler. Yeah, and that that that's a um, that's really like a profound statement when you really think about it. It is. And I remember, I remember working with this lady, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I was a believer. We was working together. She was a Catholic. And she came up to me one day, because um, I, you know, I was I always try to, you know, just do what I needed to do on my jobs and all this stuff. And she said, "You're you're a good guy." She came up to me and said, "You're a good guy." And I <laughs> said, uh, "I said, uh," and it wasn't out of like trying to be false humility. I was like, "There's really only one person that's good." Right. And she was like, "Come on, don't be that way." don't be that way. Like, almost like she wanted me to accept that I was good by her definition of good. Mm. Which I think that's, that's the challenge and the struggle. I think there's two types of good that we, especially in America, that we face. Uh, and, I, and I think it's some truth to both of these. That there are people who are not as bad as others in society. Right, for which sure. We, you know, we can deem them as a good person, um, or they do good, or, you know, he's a good guy, you know, for my daughter. If he was, if she was getting married, I could be able to determine whether he was a, you know, an okay guy or... A good fit uh, for, or, your, you for, know, your, for your daughter. Right. And, and I think we take that term and... Um, we understand that it doesn't mean sinless. So I understand the ideal of, of what society says. But spiritually and biblically, this is what people don't want to accept, that nobody is really good. Yeah, but see, but see, I agree with you, but where I, I may slightly disagree is I don't think, I don't even think society makes that distinction. I don't think a lot of Christians make that distinction. What what I see what I see is, and, and and unfortunately I'm seeing a lot of Christians even adopt this thought. But what I see when I look into culture is is I see people who think that they're made in right standing with God by their works. Um, you know, oh I'm a good person. Like that's why when you see um, when we see a, a secular figure or a celebrity who was who was an activist in the community or doing good things, doing positive things, we 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 we're quick to put that person in heaven based off of the good that we saw them doing, even though their lifestyle and their fruit may suggest that they never put faith in Christ. And 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 that what we don't realize is that is self-righteousness. We we always paint self-righteousness as if it's just church folk pointing the finger and condemning people to hell. But self but self-righteousness shows itself in in different ways. Um, And that's one of them. If I think that, listen, if I think I can help, I can give a million dollars a year to Salvation Army. I can I could work at at soup kitchens, feeding the homeless and giving them turkeys and clothes. I can actually become self-righteous and thinking that, hey, these things make me right before a holy God. Exactly. And that's that's what I'm what I'm saying is that there's two types that that there's there's a reality of true goodness, which Mm -hmm. is only Christ. Right. Then there's, then there's this idea that we are good, mm. but in essence, we're not. Right. And, and the, 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 the crazy part about it is the proof is on the five o'clock news. Man. You know, the proof. The Man, proof jump, on so, jump on social media. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
on the, in the comments. <laughs> that's what the, what the proof is, man. And, and, and I think that that there's a we have spiritually we have to always be connected to the reality that there's nobody who's good, and that's what pushes us to preach the gospel. You know, because what what did, what did, what did Christ say that I, that I good works of filthy rags? Filthy rags, man. That's a that that means even on our best day, we're still yeah. sinners, guilty before God, in need of a savior. You know, like that's 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 man. Like and, yeah. and like even if we look at like the story of the rich young ruler, because I think that that is like one of a perfect story to look at as we talk about this particular subject because when we look at like in Matthew 19 the rich young the I love how Jesus starts or, or um how he interacts with the rich young ruler but the writer uh, Matthew lets us know that the rich young ruler had kept his ha, had kept all of the commandments from his youth man come on think about that think about that all of the commandments bro that's crazy from his since his from his youth until till that moment, he had kept all of the commandments, and you know how hard that is. That's that's you know you know how easy that is to feel like you're more than what you actually are. Yeah, like yeah, but that but that's 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 our society today. That's why people can't do a good thing without posting it on social media or having a camera right. like it's it's like look at me i'm doing i'm making the world a better place and even though the act of what they may be doing is good the heart yeah. of it is self-righteous because look at me this is what makes me a good person not the worker not me putting my faith in christ not me trusting in his work and his work alone, but look at what I'm doing. And so, like, even when we look at the rich young ruler, he, he comes on the scene like I've kept all the commandments since my youth. And, and, and you can see the arrogance in him. He, he says that. And then he's like he calls Jesus good master. And Jesus challenges, instantly challenges his definition of good. He says, why do you call me good? There's none. There's none righteous, but God. <laughs> and then, and then, and then he goes into the rich young ruler hits Jesus with what lack I yet? Like, like I'm, I've been kept all the commandments. I've been doing this. And this is how we, this is how we, when we, when we're confronted with repentance and, and, and turning away from our sin, we respond like the rich young ruler. Oh, I kept all the commandments. Like I sing on the choir. I'm I I I I'm a deacon in my church. I'm on the usher. Like we begin to talk about all of the good things that we do, as if those things are a cloak for our filthiness. And you know, you know what it ultimately does? Mm -hmm. It puts us and and God on the same playing field. Ooh. And I think that's what Christ was doing, was making the distinction that, do you understand the holiness of God? Wow. Do you understand the goodness of God, the separation of God from, from God to man? We're talking about the creator of the universe. There's only one who's good, okay? Right. Yeah, and you know what? When Jesus, you know, I believe the Holy Spirit gave me like a dope revelation uh, as I studied, just meditated on this story, when Jesus, when Jesus told the rich young ruler, there's none righteous but God, it's like a light bulb went off in my head. Hey, we are as human beings, we're not good people with the ability to do evil, but we're actually evil people with the ability to do good. It's, well, listen. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. So it's so it's like just because you can do good things because your sin, there's sin in us and, and we have a sin nature like we're cur like we don't realize that sin is a curse. Number one, like 
it it it's a it brings a curse. Like we did we didn't do anything to become sinners. Adam sinned right. and now it's in our DNA like it's who we are. Our identity is in him until yeah. Christ is formed in us or until until we become a new creature in Christ. But that that's yeah. the reality. We're not good people with the ability to do evil. We're actually evil with the ability to do good. Wait, go ahead. What were you saying? Where are you about to? There, there's, there's a sinfulness in sin that we don't we don't fully um, uh, grasp. See, there's a difference between a crime and a sin. And mm. let me kind of let me kind of define what I mean. Like you can do a crime here, you know, in America or you know in your state, and you actually doing a crime against the state. Uh, so therefore you get a punishment by the state, but a state is only a representative of, of flawed human beings. You mm. know, people always talk about systems and, you know, a, and there's really, there's systems, but there's people behind those systems. Right. You see what I'm saying? Like there's, there's not a judicial system that's ran by a computer. These are human beings who run the judicial system. There's not... Facebook and the algorithm system is not just computer. Somebody put the code there. So when we commit a crime against a system, we're punished by human beings. Right. When we sin against an eternal God, an all-powerful God, we have rebelled against a totally another, a totally different being than us. Mm, right. Yes, Which, another that's level. Why, yeah, the rebellion deserves eternal punishment because we've sinned against an eternal being. Right. And a crime can be a sin, but it's a difference between, you know, just committing a crime. We we like to put sin in categories that our sinful nature wants to take us to. The, uh, it was just a mistake. Uh, it was a... Uh, you know, a crime, it was a white lie. It was, we always kind of want to dumb down the the actual rebellion against the holy God. Wow. And when you understand the depth of your sinfulness, Mm-mm-mm. the works of Christ become beautiful. Right. Because 100%. that's, and that's what he's saying, I'm the good one. There's no one that's good but me. When he's talking to the rich young ruler, but God, Christ is God. He fulfilled the law. Like, you, you think you're doing something because you done did all these laws up to this? I have done everything correctly. Right. <laughs> because I'm God. Right. In the flesh. Exactly. <laughs> like, so you have God talking to somebody who feels like they're above uh, uh, reproach. Right, because of what they're doing. Which, because of the. Which their... puts them on the same level of the triune holy God. Right. Yeah, we. we that, that, that's so deep. Like, even when we look at the story, what's interesting to me is Jesus. He, he asks Jesus, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus mentions the commandments after he said he had kept all the commandments. And so what, what, what a lot of people don't realize is that the new covenant doesn't start with the apostles. Like Jesus is already, as he's fulfilling the law, he's introducing a new covenant to, to, to his followers and everything. And that's why he he told because the the whole purpose of the law and and the commandments is to show man that his heart he has a heart issue, like you are, you your your heart yeah. is is wicked your heart is evil, and so and so when Jesus says okay you've kept all the commandments sell all that take your riches and your wealth take all of your possessions sell it. And take the profit from what you make from selling what you have and give it to the poor. So what what Jesus is doing, he's dealing with the idolatry in his heart. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? See, I see. And I, is that is that not us? Is that not us? Come on, man. Where we do things. You know, I might do something for my wife, mm-hmm. so I can get brownie points. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> is, that, is that really doing something for her? You know what I mean? I might do something at my job so that you know I can get a raise. Like a lot of the things that we do. If if people could see the motive on an open screen of why we're doing it, man, the reality of it would be like you should have never even done that. Right. Like this is not a this is not a good thing. You know this is this is for you. Right. You know, this this is was not for the community. This was so that you can get money in your pocket. You know this was not for you know the church. This is for so you could. You know, good fame and power. You know, right? Yeah. yeah. See, see, that's the that's the thing too. Jesus really, Jesus was like, "Hey, take all that you have, give it to the poor, and you will have great riches in heaven." Like that wasn't you. That wasn't good for him. That's a win-win too. It's a win. Yeah, it's like, look, man, you following me and. You're going to inherit eternal life. Like I'm the key is to follow me, follow after me. I, the law was pointing to me like that. That's this is what this story is about. Like everything points to Christ. But but what we do a lot of times we do like the rich young ruler. And we try to use our good deeds to distract to to. Uh, detour from the fact that we're still holding on to idols like I don't want to let go of my greed I don't want to let go of my porn addiction I don't want to let go of the lust in my heart so I'm going to do all of these good things and say hey this is good enough so I don't have to surrender the idol that that is sitting on on the throne of my heart and And this is this is a scary part about that is that Society only looks at those outside things, and they they applaud it. They applaud it even without Christ. So if even the church applauds it, like man, that was a good guy. You know, when right. you can visually see the idols um, from what he says, from what he does, from from what they you know how they live, you can see that most of the things are anti God, but. In those situations, people praise people for the good, the quote-unquote good that they, what they call good. Right. But is it good without God? Is it can it be good without God? That's a question that I always ask myself too. No, there, 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 there. So there, there's levels to it, you know. Just like I think yeah. there's levels to grace. Like you have common grace, and then. You have amazing grace um, where, where common grace, God reigns on the just and the unjust alike. Like he provides both with 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 food and sunshine and all of these different things. But I think it's I think it's levels to it. You know what I'm saying? And um, I think I think people are are so. We're, we're so self-centered and we don't realize it. And, and unfortunately, you, you just said something good. Okay, so there's levels to it. We, we as flawed individuals can do good things that bring God glory or, or that reflect God's nature of him being good. Like, I could be a non-believer and I could feed the poor. I can clothe, I can clothe the naked. I can meet with widows like the Bible says, you know, like Jesus tells. But those things, though they reflect the nature of God and the character of God, that means nothing if I am not born again, if I don't, if I'm not in Christ. And so where I think the church is failing is the church isn't preaching the gospel. We're, right. we're we're patting the world on its back for the good things that that the, that they do instead yeah. of saying, hey, though, that's good. 
you're st we, we still need Christ or you still need to put your faith in Christ because only what you do for Christ will last. Like at the end of the day, I can I can go down. I can win NC NAACP awards and humanitarian awards and all of these things. But if I don't know Christ, all of those things, all of it, it doesn't mean anything. You know what I'm saying? And so I think that the church, the church is no longer mission. A lot of churches, I should say, many believers in the, in, in America are no longer really gospel missional. And when I say gospel missional, I ain't talking about because the churches have become self-righteous where, oh, we fed we fed 100 people today and we we went to the neighborhood and and, and we we gave out bikes and stuff. And we think yeah. those things are a replacement for the gospel, but yet we're not we're not actually in, uh, preaching the gospel and calling people to repentance anymore. Right. It's, it's more moralism. Like it's, it's, uh, if you do good things, then you're considered a Christian, <clears throat> or what the world what the world considers, you know. Um, American Christianity. Now, now, being a believer will change your heart and cause you to do good things. So, we celebrate good things in Christianity. For sure. You know? But at the same time, um, we have to be careful what we call, who we call good. Right. And that's then, a, Yeah, that's totally, see, that's a, yeah. that's, that's another, that's a totally different issue. And, yeah. What I liked about what what you did with the the young lady at your job, your um, coworker, you 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 um, decreasing yourself, it, it it set up an opportunity to actually share the gospel, because it's like your your response wasn't the normal response. Most people mm -hmm. would be like, oh, thank you. You know what I mean? <laughs> thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, but but you were like, you know what? No, the only person you you deflected the glory off of you and put it onto mm -hmm. God. Like only God is good, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. I, you know, I'll, I'll do some good things. And, you know, I think we yeah. we we as Christians, man, we're not we're not humble humble we're not humble enough like it's like humility is a lost trait to the christians like you know what i'm saying everybody's doing things for show you know everything is a social media challenge now it's all about my brand it's all about this hey look at what i'm doing like hey i'm doing you know we we have to we, we've become more pharisaic than we realize the pharisees did they prayed publicly loud and elaborate prayers for people to look at them they did things in front of people so they can appear wise and appear great and we've become we've become more pharisaic than we realize you know what i'm saying like i'm trying like when i do good like i'm trying not to make a big deal about it because you know number one i don't trust my flesh if if it it feels too good when people are praising Gabe, it feels yeah. it feels too good when people are putting me on a pedestal, and I don't I I I can't we can't handle glory that's meant for God. We go crazy. That's why you see that, that's why we see people on the top of the world. You know, some of our greatest superstars and icons. People, when they yeah. walk in a room, people falling out like Jesus walked in the room, but they lost their minds. They died yeah. from overdoses. Like, look at Elvis. Look at Michael Jackson. Look at Whitney Houston. Like, the yeah. list goes on. Some of the people that were the best in their field, they went crazy. Yeah. You know, Br Bruce Lee. You know, I, the list goes on. You know, so yeah. you, can, we, you can truly gain the world and lose your soul. Yeah. You know, right, and it's because glory only belongs to God, and mm. He's the only one to, to handle it that can handle it, and we try to steal it. Man, and at the end of the day, we're trying to steal God's glory. So you said we're trying to steal the glory that belongs to God. 
you know, we're trying to steal it. And, and I think I think that's what the end of the day, what Jesus was saying to the to the rich one, young ruler, who do you think you are? You know, right. I think I believe he was saying that like glory and goodness only belongs to God. And who are you to think that you're on that level? And that's us wanting to be praised, us wanting to be admired, us wanting to be in the spotlight for the the works that we've done or the works that we do is trying to steal the glory from God. Man, that's a hundred percent. You know what? But that that's that's what idolatry is. Yes. You yeah. know, well, like even even when we look in the beginning, what did yeah. what what may what was in Adam and Eve's heart? We shall be yeah, to be like that. You should be as like, gods, like like God. Yeah. And you know the tree. The, what what they what, what the sin was was taken from the the tree. Of the knowledge of good and evil. Mm, yep. It wasn't just evil. And that's that's right. something that I tell people, man. That's powerful. The tree wasn't just evil. It had good it had it had it was the tree of yeah. the knowledge of good and evil. Mm-hmm. And so just the desire to know good and evil was idolatrous when you already had the perf- the the standard of good in front of you, in front of you. Yeah. that yeah. is man hey that's that's weighty man i'm about to shout up in this <laughs> but oh. man that that's scary man that's scary you know that makes when i hear that cam that makes me like r- revere and, and just want to reverence God more, like God, and, and, and it makes you want to uh, know that your dependence, everything that you have, is dependent upon Him. You know, and never to take your eyes off of God, and never put it on yourself as if you, as if you are. And see, I, I don't want to get this idea that that we're nothing and we have no value you know sometimes that could be out of balance too right but at the same time there is a a biblical balance in god is everything and i am nothing without him and i need him for my every minute every moment decisions i need him for my strength i need him for his grace like his mercy like i need I need him in order to glorify him. I think it's a passage in Philippians that says something to the extent where um, it's the God is, is shaping your will as you're trying to serve him and glorify him. I need to find the passage because I hate just guessing. Uh, hey, hold that. Hey, hold that thought. Hold that thought. Okay. Okay. What were you saying, Cam? I'm trying to find the scripture, but it's talking about um, uh, how God is basically, how you have the responsibility in submitting to God and and honoring God and glorifying God, but God at the same time is is strengthening you and shaping your will to aid you into glorifying himself. Yeah. And... It just, it just, it points you back to the, to the greatness and the compassion and the mercy and grace and love of God, man, that he knows that we're not capable. I mean, that's what, the, that's what the gospel is. We're not capable to live this life, um, in a, in a way that's a hundred percent sin free. And so God provides a way for us, uh, to get back into a right relationship with him. And the beautiful thing about it is that when we repent, he doesn't just leave us to ourselves, but the Holy Spirit is actually strengthening us and guiding us to glorify God and mm. to live for him. That's beautiful, man. It's, it's beautiful. beautiful man. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know how people do it without the Holy Spirit. You know, Yeah. I, I don't like I, I just. 
really begin to think like, man, like, I don't know how I would make it without the Holy Spirit. He He's the comforter. He's the helper. helper. He, he leads and guides us into all truth. And, you know, he testifies and glorifies Jesus. Like it is all of these things, man. And, 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 and I think that we, as we, as believers, man, I think we, we have to get back to sound doctrine, you know, a, a, a theology and a doctrine that is God centered versus man centered. Because look, like on, on, my last, not the last show that I did, but the show before last, and even the last show I kind of dealt with this, but the episode I dealt with self-love and how I believe self-love is destroying our society. You know, we as human beings don't have a problem loving ourselves. Like we love ourselves too much. Like when you look at, when we look at all of the horrific things that have happened and went down in history it was because men loved themselves like Hitler didn't execute millions of Jews because he didn't love himself it was because he loved himself and so the problem is we don't love God and others we love ourselves too much we're loving ourselves to death and so you know What's interesting about all of what I'm talking about, even if we look at the rich young ruler, Jesus says this in Luke 9, 23. He says, if any man will come after me, he doesn't say he doesn't say you must first rebuke your haters. He doesn't say you must rebuke. Your, he, he, he doesn't say you must rebuke the devil or you must shout. He says you must deny yourself. See, our biggest enemy is ourself. <laughs> it's not the, it's not the enemy. We, we it's ourselves. And so when we when we understand the nature of God, um, his, his love, his grace, his mercy, his his kindness and, you know, what he did in the in the work of Christ, what Jesus did, we it everything should flow from that. You know, and and when we don't when we don't understand God's holiness, his sovereignty, his mercy, his goodness, it throws our view of everything else is thrown off. We don't take sin seriously. We don't we don't we don't value humility. We don't we we don't think that self self glorification is an issue we don't think our vanity is that big of a deal like nothing's a big big deal you know um you know and so we think because because our idea of good is thrown off and we and and sin isn't the major issue we think the only people that need Jesus for real is the hood right <laughs> you know Oh, they they're 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 poor, so they need they need Jesus, you know, like you know, because we live in the suburbs, we good, you know. And that's not to say that we shouldn't do outreach and we shouldn't feed the poor. That's not what I'm saying. But you get what I'm saying, like. I've never seen outreach in the suburbs in, a, in like a, a concert type outreach thing at the park. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> maybe that's just me, but I, I don't ever see. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, you you don't see it. But but we we as we as Christians, I believe with with if we are truly in tune with the Holy Spirit, um. I believe we will live with a burden and an urgency to share the gospel, not because a particular people group or economic class needs Christ, but the fact that all men need Christ and that we are right. in a fallen world that. And we we were once fallen um, ourselves. We were um, we understand that we are not good either. And so that's why we're pleading with you to understand that there's been a way that has been provided for you 
just like it was provided for me. And I think I think that that when you have that understanding that you are not good, it gives you compassion for others. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. But you but that's the thing, I think, and this is a whole nother can of worms. <laughs> I think the problem is because we're not a lot of our churches are not really gospel centered anymore. It's more of a prosperity gospel, which is not the gospel that this theology and this mindset is actually producing false converts and not and not just false. And here's the thing. These false converts aren't just sitting in the pews. They're they're leading congregations in the pulpit. They're leading they're leading the praise and worship. They're leading the choirs. They're preaching the sermons. They they have positions within the church and so because they don't have a foundation in Christ or they don't know Christ now they're they're producing after their own kind, you know. You know, it's not that disciple disciples are being made. <laughs> they just don't look like Christ. They look they look like men, you know. And so we, we got to get back to the gospel, man. I appreciate you taking time to chop it up. You know, it's always. A- So that was the conversation with me and my brother, Cam. Listen, I really just believe that we as the church really need to get back to sound doctrine. Like doctrine is so important. A lot of people think that, hey, man, we're not the biggest issue in the church is we're not making disciples. And I always say, man, I think the biggest issue is sound doctrine, because when sound doctrine is in place, you love people right. You're learning how to love people right. You're learning how to make disciples that look like Christ, not you. And so, listen, I want to hear from you guys. Make sure you visit pathofrevelationnow.com. Leave your prayer requests. I've been getting suggestions for future shows that I'm, I'm excited about tackling. But listen, you've been tuned in to the Path of Revelation show. And this is where the culture meets scripture.